Thank you. Uh, welcome back to Mental Health Bar. With me this week, I have the fantastic Trista Bites. Thank you for joining us, Trista. Hello. Thank you for inviting me on the show. No problem. No problem at all. Uh, Trista is a streamer, voiceover artist, presenter, video game reviewer, pretty much everything. What, what are you doing at the moment, Trista? At the moment, I'm being on a podcast, um, but I'm, I've been <laughs> doing more, more computer game voices recently. I'm trying to slowly slowly get into the the voice acting game uh, because it's something I really really love doing and I think that uh, I should share the fact I talk in many stupid voices with more people rather than just like you know the neighbor's cat that occasionally wanders in the house and then leaves because I'm embarrassing so um <laughs> yeah trying to do a bit of the voice acting recently but I've also been full-time on Twitch for the last year for um strange uh strange reasons that we no won't reasons. talk about just something no something happening in the world there uh which yeah. meant that all the on-stage work was paused quite rightly and yeah I've been throwing myself into Twitch and and loving it actually yeah, doing really well as well. Doing really, really well. Thank you. On Twitch. Yeah, it looks great. I, I remember the first show I saw you on, you were on a beach. Like that was the, was it the holiday one that you, you do? The totally real seen... beach. Yeah. yeah, the totally real beach. Yeah. Definitely not a green screen. Definitely not a green screen. No, but you're, you're, Neither's this. Um, is that, is that, is that, is that a green screen or is it not a green screen? I don't know. I can't tell anymore. That's a great There's one. no green screen. What are you talking about? There's no green screen. <laughs> I, I, there is no green screen. <laughs> there is no this green is not screen. the special effects you are looking for. <laughs> it's it's hard to tell. That's a really good one. It's a really clear uh, one. If it is or if it's not, I, d I can't tell. This is not what the conversation is going to be about. But I, I, when I saw it, uh, yours actually inspired me to try and use green screen because I was like, oh, you can do it. I hadn't seen it in front of a green screen before. I was like, oh, you can do it in front of a green screen. So I I did totally. That's why I was like, I looked at it and I was like, oh, you can, and started to do it. So it, it, I've. Oh, you've also got a blank uh, rubber duck as well. Uh, I do. You're, you're in the background. That wasn't the question I thought was going to start this off with. No, so, sorry. Welcome distracted, along. Distracted, distracted. You've got so a blank you... rubber duck, haven't you? Yes, you I have. I, I have a Ryu and a, and a Ken and a Chung Lee as well. It's all right. It's just that um, if you put googly eyes on it, it looks like the guy from Weatherspoons. It looks like Tim Martin. Um, so, uh, <laughs> sorry. I bought uh, some googly eyes earlier today in the pound shop. Hmm. It's the best place to buy them from. Interesting. I have two giant ones that a guest left at my house and I'm so tempted to put them somewhere that no one in the house knows about. And then when they open a wardrobe, there they are. Um, so Ooh, I like doing that in other people's houses. <laughs> Is that why you went to the pound shop for googly eyes? <laughs> in this case, no. Normally I have a stock of googly eyes because back when I would go around and visit friends quite often, I would just stick googly eyes to things in their house when, when they were not looking. Um, right. Uh, but these googly eyes may or may not have been to stick onto my, my hands because they've recently been guesting on some of my shows. Um, so lockdown's a thing. Um, stir craziness <laughs> I, I've heard of as a thing. Um, it, it's either ge genius improv comedy or I've lost it. It's or, all right. Yeah. Little from column A, little from column B. Both. Madness. Uh, good comedy and good performance comes from madness. It doesn't, you know, normal people don't stream. They're just very much so. Uh, I have a puppet, so everyone's got something, I think. Um, at least you're doing it and it's just it's just you and eyes. Uh, I love the I love the idea that you thought, oh, we're opening up soon and went and bought googly eyes. Just the, the combination. It's 
it's important. It's, if you haven't, if you haven't gone, you know, gone to like open a door or or flush a toilet and just seen that the googly eyes are looking back to you, you confused that you've not lived. And I think that's something that I need to share with with more of my friends, um, so they remember why they haven't seen me for a year. <laughs> and yeah, that's definitely memorable. <laughs> not and nightmare fuel. So that's great. It's a combination. They're never going to forget you. They're never going to forget. So have you always wanted to entertain people? Look, you just said you want to. You go around and do stuff like that. Have you always wanted to entertain people? <laughs> I did, but I didn't have the guts or confidence to do so. So I, I wanted to. to I wanted to do a variety of things when I was younger. I was interested. In, uh, I wanted to do either uh, art, architecture, or archaeology when I was a child. Um, I obviously didn't get past the A section of the dictionary. And um, after that, I wanted to do things like like um, act or stand up comedy, but I just in no way had the confidence whatsoever. And it took me until my 30s to even start moving in in that kind of direction. And then yeah. it took me until lockdown meaning I had literally nothing to do, nowhere to go and trying to put on shows full time to start just accidentally throwing in different character voices and, and throwing in the green screen stuff. And it just slowly kind of took over. And that's very much because I had all of this support coming back to me from the, the Twitch community, from the viewers going, oh yeah, try that, do that. That was funny. And like being quite honest and genuine and and giving me that kind of feedback and encouragement that's helped me try out more and more things because I've always felt like those are just things that other people could do and I wasn't really good enough to do those things and other people were doing it better or I would just be laughed at but not in the laughing with intentional kind of way and it took me quite a long time to kind of get get to that point where I felt like oh no it is just fine if I want to do a stream where I'm building lego and accidentally the entire stream maybe turns into four hours of my hands having an argument with each other and they've got two different voices and characters and I drew faces on them and um I was just like well maybe I am just a, an idiot but at that point there were 80 people watching me be an idiot and I thought well <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> they're laughing yeah <laughs> and monetize it <laughs> that's what I wanted yeah. they're here um so I thought okay yeah I can just try these things out and it's okay to get them wrong I was always so worried yeah. about getting stuff wrong that's something that's pulled over from my childhood is I'm so worried about not getting it right first time yes. and that kind of exposing me as somebody who's not good enough to do stuff and, I, and that all comes from the main things that you want to talk about today <laughs> yeah, but I, we we don't, we don't have to get there in a like a we get there in an organic way, don't worry. I, I totally understand the perfection thing is something that a lot of people struggle with. Yeah, and uh, like me, I, I and I was honestly when I started streaming, I was wearing a suit. I was uh, I had a green screen backdrop, and I and I spent so long trying to get the per how it looked perfectly. And now, like you, I've got a puppet called Grimbles, whose um, catchphrase is "It's bullshit," and he's just my voice. With it and it's that's it and it's because you, you like you say you just try things and whatever it doesn't life doesn't really matter the life doesn't really matter that's a very dark kafkaesque it's say it's taken a, a, a turn it's already a this podcast turn. it's taken um, a dark turn uh, this is why i talk to my own hands isn't it <laughs> it's just yeah yeah it's a lot happier <laughs> um <laughs> no they argue back that's the worrying thing what do they say uh, give me an example give me an example if you can, they, they, they were arguing with each other on the stream. 
I mean, one of them stormed off to its trailer and, and said if they if if we wanted them to send a message via pager, which I which I found very pager. confusing. I don't know where. Yeah, I know. That's what the other hand replied. Um, <laughs> it it <laughs> I get to a point where I was making clips of this the other day, and I'm like, they seem to genuinely be having a conversation. Is this really good improv or? <laughs> Therapy. This is not. I don't know. I don't know at that point when one one of some people were requesting because I have uh, the other characters I do. You can request them via the channel point system. Yeah, so yeah. people who've watched for a while get these little points. They don't cost any money, and you can just use them to say, "I I want like the the, the Tristonian Manor, Lady Trista character, or we want to go off uh -huh. to the Queen Trista pub and order right. a pint." And you can request the locations to be pulled up as the next thing that I do. And when I was doing the Lego building stream. And I was just, I wasn't feeling very well. So I turned off my camera and I was just like, we'll just, just do a Lego building. It's mostly just shots of my hands building the Lego on those daytime streams. Anyway, they're nice and chill. And somebody requested the games Trister, which uh, may or may not be some badly photoshopped animated versions of a, a certain, certain 90s gaming show character. Um, but obviously I didn't have my camera on. So, uh, so, so not to let down my audience, I quickly rejigged one of the, the scenes for that. And um, instead of my face being in the hole where the Games Master face cutout is, it was my hand. So then my hand was imitating me, imitating the, the Games Trister. That's and amazing. it got a bit meta. It's amazing. Did you have a monocle? There is an animated monocle that I can yeah. activate as well. Yeah, you've you got to have the monocle. Otherwise, it'd be silly. <laughs> it'd be ridiculous. It'd be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No monocle. What kind of amateur do you think I am? I love the fact that you've got activate the monocle. <laughs> just press the button. That's what I call my stream deck. Just a monocle button. Um, but you're going to stream. So you're doing all this. This is amazing. I, honestly, I'm, I'm blown away by it. Um, so what we want to, what I got you on here to talk about is you had a late stage diagnosis of something. And I, again, I'm not going to push you for anything that you don't want to reveal. But would you like to tell people listening or watching what it was that you had late stage diagnosis of? Yeah, well, I have uh, dyslexia, dyspraxia, and dyscalculia, which I like to refer to as a, a triple threat, because I will mishear instructions, go the wrong way, and then fall over. So um, those basically mean, I think a lot of people have heard of dyslexia, that affects writing and language. Um, my reading's pretty good. It's the one that I would count as the, the least severe diagnosis. However, my brain has a sense of humor. So the main thing I get from that, apart from occasionally, I will run some of my words together. Writing, I run my words together as well. Yeah. First half of one, second half of the next. Um, the best thing about being dyslexic for me though is um, my brain will replace words with funnier words sometimes. So if I go past a shop on the bus, I will see a pun, usually a rude one, on a shop name. And I'll be very disappointed to look back and realize it's actually a completely normal sign because I'm sitting there giggling and I, I, I'm reading these things <laughs> um, completely wrong. Because you fill in a lot of words yourself and, and apparently I have a sense of humor. So there's that. Um, uh, the dyscalculia, I think a lot less people have heard of, but that some people will call it number dyslexia as a way of explaining it. But lexicon yeah. literally means words and and letters um but it's just basically the same thing but with numbers numbers rearrange i i can't really do some basic mathematics it just affects your processing of of those kind of things um and that one i have a lot more severely that's the one that's one of the much stronger ones so i can do complicated equations and trigonometry but i can't do my times tables 
Right. Wow. Okay. So I can't store and relative and understand those numbers. I could repeat some of my times tables by rote, but I could never do them. I don't. Right. They don't make sense to me in any way, shape, or form. They, they, they just don't work. I can't remember my age some of the time. Dates, telephone numbers, things, things like that just don't stick. Like they're just not relevant somehow to my brain. Um, so that can be that can be frustrating, but it obviously is a lot less frustrating nowadays where we have like um, I have an Amazon Echo, uh, right. not yeah. sponsored, you know, unless unless they want to sponsor me, I'd, I'd love 20 more of the things. And I just tell that remind me on this day at this time that I need to leave the house yeah. and be somewhere else in an hour, because if I write it down, I write it down wrong. Oh, right. You write it down like completely wrong. I just write the num numbers the wrong way up. Oh, wow. So I write the dates wrong <laughs> and, Jeez, yeah, and just look back be. at something and go, well, that date doesn't exist. So that can't be right. <laughs> oh, and the time doesn't exist either. That's not even a number. Um, right. So being able to say those things, I find a bit easier. So getting one of those the other years, that that's helped quite a lot, especially with the complete sort of like lockdown. There is no sense of scale and time type thing happening. Um, but that that's probably the, the more severe of, of those two I have. But I've also got dyspraxia, which is a coordination disability. They're all vaguely interconnected. People that have one, it's quite common to have a little bit of another one. Yes. Um, so it isn't it isn't uncommon to have multiple. Uh, but I am also yeah dyspraxic, which affects my coordination left and right, north, south, east, west, remembering and doing sort of instructions in terms of direction and stuff like that. Uh, bit, bit Zoolander, not an Ambi-Turner. You know, you tell me to go one way, I've gone the other way. Um, and, and that one can be very, very frustrating at times. Um, and you can, again, people get it in different ways. It affects them different ways. Um, but with me, it's definitely that I just can't follow directions. And if, if I walk out of a room and back in, I don't know which door I came in through and stuff like that. Well, that I mean, that's got to be growing up. That must have been stressful. It was because I didn't know what it was. No. I didn't know what it was at all. I didn't know what any of these things were. Um, and obviously, I, I, I grew up in the 80s and sort of 70s, 80s type times. I mean, even dyslexia, which is the one that's most commonly known and understand, understood now, we were just told you're stupid. Yeah. And I remember hearing my teachers saying to a, a younger relative of mine, you're not dyslexic. That's just something made up to make the parents of stupid, lazy children feel better. And that was the teachers. Yeah, so Jesus. not all teachers were like that. Obviously, that's not universal. But mm. at that point in time, the things weren't understood as well. And, you know, things like dyspraxia and, and dyscalculia. I mean, a lot of people still haven't heard of those now. So they're just mm. not not as well known. Um, so back then I kept, I kept my mouth shut basically um, these things were generally said to only be things that boys got yes. so that that was a very true belief there's a whole bunch of things which are like oh yes you know you know girls just aren't academic you know yeah uh, it's, it's like no I, I I went on to do a degree and the only reason I didn't do a master's was because I couldn't afford it um it you know it had nothing to do with being academic or or, or not um and I, I realized like I knew there was something wrong with my numbers. I remember the teachers just looking at me, just confused. I one spent hours with me just trying to teach me times tables, bless her. She really tried. Yeah, and she was just fun. looking at me baffled, just like, why can this child not do this? Like mm. they, they that teacher really tried with me, but they weren't giving the given the support, the education, the knowledge at that point, definitely. 
um, to even know that there was something to spot that was wrong with me. They yeah. were just baffled. Um, so props to them for trying. It wasn't their fault. They, they couldn't help me. Um, but yeah, I just kind of kept my mouth shut about it. I didn't really know what a lot of it was. I thought I was probably a bit dyslexic, but I knew I was nowhere near as severe with it as other relatives that I had. And it was a lot of kind of time and effort and fighting on my mother's part to get support for, for them. So I just thought, oh, just it'll be fine because I'll, I'll do art or something. I like that. I'll draw comic books, you know, so I'll, I'll be fine. And I just kind of went through high school. Like I was just, I was quite sort of lost and confused and scared a lot of high school because it was big for me. It was big. And um, uh, I just get, I got lost constantly. I could never remember my timetable. I could never remember what books to take where. I'd be constantly kind of trying to make my way through these really busy halls, trying to get to get to rooms, get to places that were just all, you know, like numbers and letters muddled together, but yeah. with this, you know, and no map. And I was constantly stressed and um, trying to find other people to follow. Like I remember trying to memorize who had classes in the next class, the same as me. So I could just follow them to the next class. And, and I spent the whole of, high school like that and um again I I was not fortunate not all schools were like this however some of the teachers in my school were lovely some of them were terrible some of them I believe were fired later um <laughs> I was told you're not an A student don't bother turning up for your exams and all of that kind of stuff oh. and you can't sit on this table because you're not an A student was something that one of the teachers did to a bunch of us not just me obviously a bunch of us who weren't up to up to measure and um they 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 weren't oh you know they they kind of instilled in our minds you know you just you just weren't you just weren't good enough and I was struggling with basic things like finding my way around the school and just generally like I I, I would have got more help from family if I'd told them but I just didn't understand how anyone else was finding their way around I had no frame of reference no. so I I just kind of internalized a lot of this plus you know obviously you know sort of like shy shy sort of slightly depressed teenager trying to define their place in the world so none of that goes very well together and um by the time I'd kind of like finished finished high school I ended up staying at the same place to do uh, A-levels just because I knew my way around which was a terrible reason it was a very bad school <laughs> and did those and then by the time I went to university I was like oh I've kind of got a handle on these things and then university was huge. And I was like, no, 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 I don't. <laughs> I can't find my way around. Um, I was like working nights and studying in the daytime. I chose, chose the halls of residence that I could see the university from. So, that I, couldn't, that I couldn't get around. <laughs> so it's just so one straight line. <laughs> I was like, I could see it. So, yeah. um, so my timekeeping was bad. I was working nights. I, I couldn't remember my schedule at all. And um but I could make myself a toasty and run to the lecture hall <laughs> within five minutes. So I was like, right, <laughs> that's a coping mechanism. And I, I kind of got to the point just near the end of university where I was just like, I should really kind of find out what this stuff is. And I, I looked it up and you could get these subsidized tests yeah. if you're a university student. And it was like literally like the last few weeks where I would be eligible for this to get a private 
test done and I was just like well this this is really cheap I can just do this and just 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 get it on paper that I'm a bit dyslexic and I've got this problem with numbers which I vaguely kind of understood was maybe a thing so I went and and sort of like started having these tests and they were just sort of like okay yeah yeah, yeah. Did, did the things I was like going as I expect and then they were giving me these other tasks which involved things like okay here's a, I remember one was really stupid and simple and it just made you know when you have those moments where like it's not just the penny that drops it's like an entire bank with the staff <laughs> and the car park yeah and like they gave me this little puzzle with only a few pieces it was like a, a little puzzle like this and um they gave me the instructions but the instructions on the piece of paper were a diamond and the puzzle that fitted into like a, a framework was a square and they tried to get me to make the puzzle and i was just sitting there just going like I, I, yeah. and then the guy just rotated the page so the so the instructions were a square the same alignment as the puzzle and i did it in two seconds and i just sat there going what and they were like oh yeah you're dyspraxic <laughs> and i was like what 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 what, are you, what wait what is this and um it's <laughs> it was such a strange moment in my life where i was just like oh oh that oh that bit doesn't work <laughs> right i I'd, I'd never kind of put that together and no. um i still find out things i do differently because i develop my own coping mechanisms like i can only build lego if I put it in the same orientation as the instructions and it never occurred to me that anyone else could do it any other way. <laughs> That's like true. Just, I would be like, I would be like, why? Why would you make it harder for yourself? And other people would be like, it's not much harder. Um, so I was just like, oh, okay, that's the thing. But I have discovered a few things that I can do, which are like my superpowers, my party tricks, oh, okay, which awesome. I like to do sometimes, like, especially whenever I meet somebody young who's um, possibly getting diagnosed for these things, or just somebody who's, who's lived with it maybe their whole life, who, who didn't know that, that this, this was something that they had. And I say, well, you know, some of us have got superpowers as well. Some of us can do stuff that I thought was normal, that other people can't do at all. Yes. So I, I do things like I pick up a book, I read it upside down um wow and i read upside down at the same pace as i read the right way up or um i get like somebody to type in chat reverse text and i read it at the same speed i can read it if they type it forward that's amazing that's i can amazing. read backwards upside down upside down mirror writing i can also write all of these things as well so one of the things that i've done occasionally i've done this on the live streams as well where i've said to people okay right who can who could do this okay if you can't but can any of you guys do this and i get them to say something to write and i write it backwards in mirror writing or i write it upside down i write it upside down in mirror writing and i do that on camera and i say yeah one of the things that makes it difficult for me is also the thing that allows me to do this because my brain says a picture of a cat is a, is a picture of a cat if that picture of the cat is any way up right Oh, wow. So one of the things that's broken that makes a P, a B, a Q, a D the same thing. Mm. Yeah, it makes a, a six and a nine the same thing. That also means that it's the same. The same thing, <laughs> so, no matter what. Yeah. yeah. So it kind of works a little bit as a superpower. And I, I just never knew other people couldn't do those things. So I try and point out a few things which are like, hey, this is something cool that I can do. And I've had people sometimes watching my show turn around and go, wait, I can, I can write backwards or I could read upside down. And wow. <laughs> they just like never tried it before. So 
I was like, see, see, you know, this is something else we can do. Um, and that's that's been kind of cool to, sh to share that because it just yeah. like literally never occurred to me when I was younger that anyone else couldn't read upside down or, or backwards and things like that. I just didn't, I hadn't clocked that anyone thought that was uh, unusual. No. Um, yeah, Why I remember being you? very confused in primary school because they'd have us do tests occasionally. Yeah. And they'd sit you opposite someone and I'd be like, but you could just read their answers. And they'd be like, no, you can't. And I'd be like, yeah, you can. And like, no, you can't. <laughs> and then at that point, I'd shut up because I'm like, okay, I'm seven. I'll just shut up here. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I, never, I just, I never, I've understood. They'd be like, I'd be like, but I can read their answers. They're, they're right. They're there. And um, yeah, just they'd look at me confused. I'd look at them confused. Nobody questioned this. And we all carried yeah. on with our day. And I passed all my math tests. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was you yeah. know it was the only way to to kind of just get get through that bit of time yeah. um so, so that was how, that was how old were you when that diagnosis happened uh it was the last year of university so i would have been 21 21 jesus so that's I, so that's why i the only asked that because uh there's going to be people listening and they're going to be like i am this old is it do you think and i say to them you can get diagnosed at any age right you can just go and get this checked yeah, I absolutely recommend that, that that people do. I I found it so helpful. Like it's just unbelievably helpful. Like that that penny drop moment during that test that went, oh, you're dyspraxic too. And I suddenly went, oh, uh, this is a new thing for me to research then. I didn't even know what that was. And all of a sudden I just learned a whole bunch of new things. And it's like, that's why I couldn't follow instructions in dance classes as a kid and ended up like quitting ballet and stuff because I couldn't follow verbal instructions to, yeah. to, to go left here or, or two steps right there I couldn't do it so that was why that happened and I I, I just suddenly realized that oh I wasn't just the stupid kid in school that couldn't find their way around like actually I should have been given help I it should have been okay for me to ask people for directions it yeah. should have been okay for me to have carried a map around with me or, you know, I didn't do any of these things because I didn't want anyone to notice that there was something wrong with me, but I, I should have been able to do that. And it just suddenly, it reframed so much of my youth. Um, and it just gave me the ability to just understand a lot more about, about myself as well. Like um, the, these things are connected to things like you put something on the cooker and then kind of forget about it. <laughs> Yeah. sense of time um ability to to get the cooking instructions right and stuff like that um getting distracted with another task in instead um there, there's all kinds of extra things especially when you've got all three of them like triple threat um <laughs> which mean that i've got these other things that i do or, or don't do which are connected to these yeah. diagnoses and it means i can work around stuff it means i have names to put to things it means that um, even if, you know, I, I never, even after the diagnosis, I never told any employer ever because I was just so worried because I, I built websites for a living. I do graphic design. I was working with numbers and words. You know, I was so worried that I, you know, because technically I should have been given extra support and accommodated for that. I was worried that that people wouldn't trust me to, to do the job. So I never told them, but I just because I knew for me, I knew what workarounds I needed. And I, you know, even if I chose to never tell anyone else, because it took me until only a few years ago to publicly say I had these things, 
you know i'm i'm not going to pretend that at 21 i suddenly went around going hey i'm dyslexic <laughs> you know and being like a massive advocate for these things i was terrified of of what to say about any of this stuff and but i knew for me because you don't just because you get diagnosed you don't have to tell anyone else mm. it's completely up to you if it helps you if it makes you go ah yes i basically need an uh you know a whatever it is doesn't now say Alexa again just because I've got one but whatever device in every single room because that's the only way that I'm not going to set fire to rice which I've done I burnt soup the other week um because I need those alarms and I need yeah. those things because I don't I, I just don't know how long I've left something on the cooker for or I've got distracted and got up and done something else and then I'm like why am I hungry what's that burning smell um and you know just going like it's fine this is just, this is how I am. Here's the workaround. I'll put one of these devices in every room and then the device will tell me. It's the device's job to tell me. Yeah. And knowing that and knowing that's okay and that that's something that I can just find my own way around, it's helped me enormously as well. And even, even other things like, um, I mean, I play computer games a lot on the live stream. I have a coordination disability. I play computer games, like obviously yeah. one thing affects the other thing um it's it it is a thing that comes up in conversation and um i can't play fps games with a controller that's one thing okay that has that, that is connected to to the way dyspraxia affects me because obviously these things are different but i have had a few people in chat turn around and and say i can't do that but i can do this and your workaround works for me and then that's got them thinking so it wow. may not just be me but um it's the same reason i can't drum i can play guitar but i can't drum and <laughs> if the input going to both hands is is the same but different does that make sense yeah I like dual analog yeah. sticks dual analog sticks yeah. are the same but different input yeah. drumming the same but different input playing a guitar different thing different input Absolutely. yeah different yeah yeah, so I can play, like. like I will headshot you in, in Quake 3 Arena all day long if I'm using a keyboard and mouse. Give me a controller, I will walk into walls, I will fall off things, I will be looking at the ceiling because my body is not able to distinguish left and right well enough to do the same command. To, to it, It's like somebody's like playing with a, with a switch on a, on a toy train, you know, they're like sending it on different tracks. Um, and I was just like, well, I can't play FPS on a controller. I'm just not going to torture myself trying to do that. <laughs> oh. I'm just going to always play on a on a keyboard and mouse. And um, now I understand why. Now I don't just feel foolish. You know, I I don't just feel like I'm not actually like good at good at these games. Um, so yeah, it's a uh, it's something that just just helps and I can I like as well I have quite a good sense of humor about these things like we we clip and have counters for like how many times I just fall off random stuff in games <laughs> where I just suddenly just walk off a ledge <laughs> <laughs> I just just walk off ledges endlessly because I'm the distance judging my distance is terrible um that's de their perception fun, something that's fun yeah it's um <laughs> It's it's one of the reasons anytime I, I like because I have a car at the moment, but I can drive. I have a driving license, um, but I drive very square hatchbacks. OK, yeah. If you, you give me a it. long car like a hearse, you'll need to put me in one because I'm going to crash it. Right. So <laughs> I can't deal with that because I can't tell where the corners are. I can't do it. Right. You know, 
Like I'm not too bad on a bicycle. I was all right on a motorbike, a little bit of a liability, um, but I was all right <laughs> on a motorbike. I just dropped them occasionally. Um, and a little car, it was fine. It rolled down. It had a roll cage on it. It went down a hill. Um, so... <laughs> Fine. That's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It wasn't mine. It belonged to the instructor. Um, oh, yeah. so... <laughs> so then I decided to get a car. Um, so Perfect. a little car, like a little smart car or a little yeah. hatchback car. I am absolutely fine with them. No problems at all. It's But if you put me in a car where I can't kind of reach the edges of it, yeah. then I'm not necessarily a bad driver, but I'm so stressed about it because I know I don't know where those corners are. Imagine. So instead of me going, I'm just terrible and I can't do these things and not driving, it's like, uh uh-huh, a little dinky smart car is in my future. Those are awesome. You don't even have to parallel park them. You just reverse in, you know, like, like that, that is a workaround, which means that they're they're cool. They're cute. You know, I want to get one and paint it up to to look like Deadpool or something. I think it'd be awesome. And that, that, that just works for me. Keyboard and mouse works for me um save states every time i walk off a ledge in a game works for me and <laughs> works for <all laughs> you just us. find your own way like a- around these things and yeah. it has helped enormously to be able to put a name to those things and research yeah. those things and i hope that talking about it as much as i do on on the live streams um helps other people be like no it's okay if you fall off a ledge 500 times for no apparent reason in a game as long as you're enjoying the game yeah. it doesn't matter like the the you know gatekeeping can you know get in the sea you know yeah um the the entire fence in the sea and um i i hope that what i'm doing helps a little bit to address some some of that um so yeah and and i i'm completely fine with the fact that i fall off stuff all the time in games because it's hilarious and i think if anyone comes to my channel looking for expert pro esport gameplay they they're lost i talk to my own hands (laughs) they are definitely they are definitely lost um so yeah it's uh it's been really good for me to know definitely it 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 changed so much about my life my confidence levels went up so much for knowing for knowing where i needed workarounds for knowing when what other people were saying to me especially if people were telling me you know like that that i i was stupid or i was inadequate in any way to be like you know what i'm not because i can do these other things and my brain just works in a slightly different way and yet at times it can be frustrating and and yet it you know they call these things you know sort of disabilities and things for a reason however it doesn't make me lesser in the way i used to think it did when i didn't know what it what it was so Mm. i i i always find it really really helpful to just to just know what's going on in my head because it takes away that feeling of just out of control failure yeah and it gives you an opportunity to give yourself a a safety net to fall into quite literally in (laughs) in my case (laughs) gives you access to all the right resources as well when you've got a name to it you can go ah yeah there it is but Thank you. Thank you for that, Trista. That's that's absolutely fantastic. And I hope that anyone who's listening, who's now like a light bulb is turning on above their head and they're like, oh, yeah, that's it. That's what's been. But more importantly, I think that you coming on and sharing this and sharing it on your stream will help people who maybe even already have the diagnosis and they're like, it was like this for everyone. I'm not alone. That's 
I think you're doing brilliant, brilliant stuff with that. That's fantastic thank stuff. You. No problem. Uh, thank you very much for joining me this week on, on the Mental Health Bar. Uh, tell everyone where they can find you, Trista. Where can we find your stuff? Where can people get in touch with you? Yeah, no worries. I'm Trista Bites on absolutely everything, spelled B-Y-T-E-S, because I thought I was being funny. Uh, what did graphic design and marketing far too long to, to know that was a good idea as a name nevertheless we, we're running with it now it's six and a half years now it's, it's too late uh, I've got a YouTube channel I stream full-time on Twitch I've got Facebook Twitter Instagram all the normal things and yeah you guys are welcome to, to pop by hang out talk geek nonsense and if anyone has questions about about these things then then you're welcome to, to chat about it in in the chat as well and uh, I have many many amusing stories of times where I have fallen over and uh, gotten lost <laughs> brilliant. Well, I've, yeah, hopefully they will stop by for that. That'd be brilliant. And if you're listening at home or in the car or on the run, um, all the all of Trista's links will be in the description of the podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube, they will be in the comments below. So thank you very much for joining me, Trista. I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your experiences. And thanks, and thanks everyone for joining us for another week of the Mental Health Bar. Catch you later. Thank you.